Aura, Kane and Collective. My name is Marco Kane. Y'all know what time it is. It's Kane o'clock. Got somebody special here with me. Friend I had for a little bit. Solid dude. Got a lot of stuff he's doing. Got a lot of hats that he wears. Got a lot of stuff on his plate. Just give my man a couple minutes so we can sit back and chop it up because we ain't had a minute to chop it up. But what I want to do is I want to make sure that we understand that we all we got. And in understanding that, you got to take care of your peoples. You got to put your peoples on. We're trying to kick some positivity. We got a lot of negative stuff going on right now. We don't always need that. But right now, I got my man with me. Would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Yeah, how's it going, everybody? My name is Percy Elliott of Fedotion Fitness Studios. All right. And can you explain a little bit about what you do? Yeah, actually, I can. Um, one of the main things I do is I specialize in self-defense um, fitness also. I teach martial arts. Um, I've been working with special needs kids um, prior to the COVID shutdown. I was doing that for about seven years, and now after working there and a few other studios, teaching other people different things from martial arts to kickboxing, I began to open up my own business um, doing this as well. Felt that it was time. So now I specialize in teaching self-defense um, to both women and men and children. Well, I'm sorry, all women, men, and children. I am focusing now on getting my doctorate in holistic medicine so that I can also take a more holistic approach with my martial arts training and helping people to live a better, healthier lifestyle and also to getting my uh, certifications to teach gun safety and tactical training, teaching people how to better protect their homes and themselves and their families as well. So that's pretty much one of the main things that I'm doing for this business right now. Okay, now like I said, my man wear a lot of hats, but that's good. You got to be able to multitask and, you know, be able to do what you need to do. Oh, yeah. So my first question is, what made you get into uh, martial arts and what, what made you want to create your own studio, your own dojo? Well, martial arts was always something that I loved ever since I was young. And um, I don't know what made me pursue it uh, a few years ago as far as like a business I felt more along the lines of, along the lines of I wanted to do something with my life and I grew up around a lot of negative mindsets. And I'm not saying that there were no one positive, you know, or no one to push me or no one cared or anything like that. It was just more so about the fact that it was time to push my limits. And in martial arts we teach and we learn patience and also to set standards and goals and we surpass them you know not just achieve um so once i started seeing how other people were using martial arts as a business i had ideals and i had things that i felt that would actually help to grow a business but thankfully no one wanted to take part in those things a lot of people wanted to kind of like just stick with what they got right so i began to take my ideas on the road and here i am now yeah you came a long way man from when i first met you and when you first got started you know something funny it doesn't really feel like that though it's been a few years man yeah but it I, sometimes i'm gonna put it to you like this right. i actually feel like i don't i spend so much time with my head down working that when i look at where i am i don't take the time enough to look at where I came from 
Right. You know, like, I think, yeah, I think we knew each other around the time when I was uh, teaching yeah. at the waterfront and everything else. Yeah, when and you then, started out there. Yeah, and then I had, like, a couple of spaces, like, one space I was in Virginia Beach, and you came through. Yeah, the one you had by the airport. Yep. Right. And now I'm teaching at another space now, which is actually quite nice. It's a lot more open, a lot more free. I can do more, but sometimes I kind of not get so much discouraged, but I don't look at how far I came right. until other people say that they see it from their right. perspective. You know? And I say it like that because I remember when you was teaching on the waterfront and I mm -hmm. remember the spot you had by the airport. So for me, it's it's been crazy watching how far you've come mm -hmm. from where you started at. And it's a beautiful thing because you've made progress. That's one of the hardest things to do is to get something that you love and make progress with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, I'll tell you, yeah, you came a long way, bro. You came a long way, and you, you know, you keep going forward. You know something, though, coming from you and other people that I've known, that means a lot to me. It really does help keep me going and keep me level as well, you know, so I really do appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate what you do, man, because I got to see it, not from the beginning, beginning, but I got to see it early enough to where, man, it's been like leaps and bounds from like 2013, 2014 till right now. And it's been a few years right now. So yeah, it's yep. it's crazy. Yep. But one thing I do want to ask you, when you spoke about having that right type of mindset and you were around some people that had some somewhat negative influences, how did you visualize where you wanted to be and how did you apply that to moving forward? Well, to be honest, um, before I get into it, I'm going to start by saying I've always had people in my corner that always say, you can do it, you got it. Right. But not trying to discredit anyone's beliefs in me or anything like that or in my capabilities. The one thing that actually pushed me the hardest was those people who didn't believe in me. I've always, for some odd reason, come to be a believer that, you know, you be you're never really tested until you hurt and have to do the thing that you, you have to do your thing. Right. You know, it's nothing like, I'm going to put it to you like this. Uh, it's nothing like a gut punch and <laughs> you got to keep fighting. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't breathe or nothing. Yeah, yeah and yeah, you know, yeah. but that's a real big test of your character and your determination. So having those people that were close to me saying that they had disbelief or whatever, you know, it showed me that the only belief that really matters is yours. Right. You know, in yourself. You know, you can... The second you get discouraged, your world stops. Right. The second you start getting angry and doing absolutely nothing with that anger. Like, make no mistake, anger, I used to say, was one of the most useless emotions ever. But I've come to the understanding now that anger... The only thing that's anger that's wrong about anger is that we don't do anything with it. And that's exactly what pushes superior people, I believe, because they take yes. that anger, they take that focus, and yes. they use that as what the uh, water boy called it, say, tackling fuel. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> that was in my head not too Ta long ago. Tackling fuel. <laughs> yeah. And you know something funny? It's like you will be so surprised at what comes out of that. You know, I feel like the greatest movements in the world was solely sparked by anger. 
You know, a lot of people get mad and do the wrong things. That's what makes you a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad person to be angry. It makes you a bad person to get out here and say, oh, I'm mad at that I lost my job. I'm going to get on a clock tower and I'm going to shoot about five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people. Yeah, that's the wrong way to go about yeah, it. Yeah, that's jacked up. Yeah, you know? that's the wrong way to do it. That's the wrong way to do it. <laughs> the thing is, you know, um, put it to you like this. Uh, you, someone... To someone who is getting kicked out of their house or, you know, losing their car or anything like that, you're mad. You get mad. Yeah, you're mad at yourself. You're mad at the world. But what are you going to do with that energy from that anger? Because your heart's pumping. Your blood is pumping. That's energy. That's adrenaline flowing in some way, shape, or form. And what are you going to do with that? Are you going to say, you know what, I'm going to get mad and I'm going to go steal somebody else's car? Or are you going to be mad, but to a point where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to continue to live like this. I'm not going to continue to allow myself to live underneath these circumstances. All changes, all, all changes. Everything that you see in this world is solely sparked from thought. Right. So it starts, this is the rule of three. One of the rules, the many rules of three that I have. Okay. You start off with working within yourself. Right. Then you work, then your body, you work on your body. Right. And then with the working of those two things, then you work on the environment. You see what I'm saying? So think about it like this. You don't just get up and go to the gym and then say, yeah, I'm going to get a six pack and I'm going to go. <laughs> you go to the gym and then you get it. Doesn't yeah, that does that not way. happen. No, nah. that does not. No, happen. you have to be willing to feel that hurt and that pain and be happy about it. That's what makes a difference. So it's changing your attitude and then your body has no other choice but to adapt to the new changes that you're making with yourself right. internally, internally. And then. Everybody else in the world around you have no other choice but to bend to your will. Is that a simplified way of putting it? But well, y'all, pay attention. He's dropping jewels right now. Oh, thank you. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's a simplified way of putting it, yeah. And I understand your point of what you're saying because uh, American Gods, Mr. Nancy, was Ooh, on the bottom of that slave man, ship. That was... And when he said... <laughs> He's getting angry. That's good. Anger yep. gets shit done. Exactly. And you got to have a purpose to push it. Exactly. And just like you say, there's a lot of people that get mad and they don't know how to focus that yes. that energy towards something to where they could make it positive. And then like you, I really feel that when you do something, you're doing it for you, yeah, but you're doing it to prove people wrong that said you couldn't do it. Yeah. But see, I'm going to put it to you like this. Here's the crazier part. It's not even about doing it to prove other people wrong is doing it to prove myself right. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Like, I could care... At the end of the day, I, we all want that na-na-na-na-na yeah, kind we do. of mindset. You know, yeah, we, we want to throw stuff in their face. But I want to put it to you like this. There's nothing better than to be humble and be successful because those people who done you wrong is nothing bigger of a slap in the face than to still offer a helping hand. And by you becoming successful in that same token. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You really want to piss people off? Do something with yourself right. <laughs> you oh, really want to get them mad? Yes, sir. Success is like the biggest way to tell people, yeah, 
you might be mad, but I went ahead and I went and did this. That is the absolute truth. Okay. That's the absolute truth. That's what's up. And it's it's what you do with that anger. Um, I mean, um, I'm going to put it to you like this, too. Um, anger and patience. That's something that I'm still having bit of issues with and it's not like you know I can't wait to go to this place or anything like that to go get something to eat or go buy this or buy that Right. my issue with patience is within myself Right. I really have to learn to relax and let everything in my life bake <laughs> that makes sense yeah that makes sense some um, things you have to just wait for it to happen other things you need to go make happen you just got to learn the difference well in between the two that's true that's true but i'm gonna put it to you like this there's a recipe and patience is one of the main recipe is one of the main ingredients of, rest of that recipe okay think about it like this you want to get out here and become a millionaire and I was just talking to a um, student about this right. and you want this thing so bad and you see other people that got it or whatever but you don't know what backing they have or what lineage or whatever they have that has led them up to this point for someone like myself I'm definitely not a millionaire yet but it's still cooking right. but the thing is you, as long as you're doing the work and you're doing it with every bit of yourself. Now, when I say that, that doesn't mean, I mean, become obsessed right, with your work right, and let nothing get in your way, but also understand that you yourself are, is also a major ingredient in this recipe, which means you have to invest in yourself Right. You got to take care of yourself. Right. And you got to master yourself. I say this in martial arts. The worst thing you could do is try to master an art. You master you. You become a part of that. Okay. Or that becomes a part of you. Okay. It's just another form of mastery. Okay. So okay. in order to get there, you have to master those three things. And then the environment will once again give you what you want. But you got to be patient in that process. Just because you're, I'm going to put it to you like this. Would you appreciate it if a billion dollars dropped on you right now? I sure the hell would. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I sure but, would. But I, I mean, I would rather work for it because then it feels a lot more in my mind justified that I can have it to me. That's just the way that I came up. My mom and dad raised me. You work for what you want and you get what what you work for. Absolutely. So if it just dropped in my lap, no, I wouldn't turn it down. But in the same token, it would feel better for me. And I might get called a square or lame or whatever the hell, but it's just for me, mm -hmm. my own mental benefit that I went out, I accomplished X, Y, and Z, and I got this on my own. Now, mm -hmm. if I if I ask for help and I, all right, that's something different. Mm -hmm. But to just go out and go and try and make it myself, that's my purpose. Well, let me let me put it to you this way. You're absolutely right. You didn't say nothing wrong, in fact. Right. That was great. I'm going to put it to you this way. If a billion dollars dropped in your lap or you woke up uh, tomorrow morning mm -hmm. and you looked in your bank account and $1.5 billion is in your account, 
you're going to, after jumping and laughing and going crazy and all this other stuff, trying to figure out who you're going to call, who you're going to run from, all this other stuff, right? Right. You know, you're going to get out here and spend money. So what are the chances of you screwing it up? They're very high because I've been fortunate that I've had a good paying job for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. I got a real good job now. It doesn't pay as much as my last job did, but it still pays pretty good. To have that amount of money at one time, and I've never experienced having that type of money like that, it would be something different. Now, mm -hmm. because I've had a high-paying job to where I was over six figures, I could handle it to a point. Mm -hmm. Initially, those first three, four days would be a problem. Mm -hmm. I'd probably go nuts probably for about two, three days, and then I'd calm down. That's a pretty good way of looking at it. But think about it this way, too. If you did not uh how i say if you got up mm -hmm. and from being a child to the adult that you are right now if you worked extremely hard on i'm gonna say building up that wealth right now i'm gonna put it to you like this there's a difference now here's the funny part if it's dropped in your account tomorrow you might burn it up and everything else right but once you burn it up it's gone. Yeah, that's it. You have no method. You have no mastery. You have no form. Now, think about it like this. You built that $1.5 billion. Did you get $1.5 billion or did you build a method? At that point, you, you'd have to have a method to get to it. So you'd have to master a method, procedure, mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it to even get there. And that is the difference between working towards something and achieving it and not and just having it given to you. Wow. It's lost forever. <laughs> Mom blown. You lose it. Yeah. <laughs> Mom That's blown. the crazy part. So you didn't just get $1.5 billion. You got a, a skill worth $1.5 billion. Right. You know, because guess what? You could get that money and it keeps coming and coming and coming and coming. Right. So what's more valuable, money or technique? technique mm. because the technique will always have the money coming in yes yes so a lot of people for one we got to get our head straight about what we do because a lot of people they'll have I'm, I'm gonna put it to you like this this is a book and i'm wanting to write now uh two books actually okay one that's called uh the art of practice okay and another called which one is crazy which one of us is crazy um the art of practice pretty much is going to be a book that pretty much teaches everyone no matter what it is that you are practicing, as long as you're practicing it right, you are going to improve. Now, here's the funny part about it. You can practice something good and practice getting better at something good, and then it's an improvement. It's magical, right? Right. But you can also get better at practicing being lazy. Oh, that's for damn sure. And yeah. you get better sure. at being lazy. That's for sure. You yeah. know, so I want to teach people that sometimes it is within your daily practice or something that makes you better and also can make you worse. But the only thing that is omnipotent in this whole situation right. is practice. That's a one constant, right? Yes. Oh, man. But it's the constant that you have to keep going. You know, you have to keep that constant. Right. You know, but see, here's the thing. Just like you practice doing something like uh, without even thinking about it, something that makes you lazy or anything of that nature, you can also practice 
being better at something and understand the first thing remember deal with your internal first then your external and then your environment so get in your mind that there is no lid there is no limit that is the worst thing you can do perfection does not exist perfection what people call perfection is what i call balance because that's the only thing that can be that can be perfect but guess what balance has no rooftop right no matter what weight is on one side there's always the equal weight on the other side that is the one thing that keeps our world going right just as much bad stuff as you see in this world there's just as much good stuff now i'm kind of drifting for a second forgive me but (laughs) (laughs) now you're good man you're good man but it's ain't got no limit on the time on this man man we we just here man we just here to kick this gotcha but there is the art of practice that you have to work on yourself you can change there's change but you know stop thinking that you know a lot of people say the sky's the limit well you know that sky technically you know you can go past that too you can't say the sky's the limit if there's footprints on the moon hmm that's true that's true that's very true but you know that's one thing that i feel like that would really help a lot of people change their lives you know everybody has self-help books everybody says the same thing but i mean you know what is the end game right the end game is practice i'm not here for the next level i'm here for the final level you see what i'm saying right you know next level is just nothing but another step i want to climb all these steps and get to that final area but at the end of the day you're going to come across yourself and practice right that's it daily yes and uh well that concept is dope the way you you put it that's wow that's crazy the way you put it but it makes perfect sense it makes perfect sense you know but um that's something that i'm really working on and i really want to help I really want to use that to help people to progress because, you know, as much as I want to do better and be the best at something, you know, how can I be the best if I'm keeping the other person down to a certain, you know, to a certain level? Right. You know, if as long as I'm humble enough to say, hey, I need you to get better so it can make me better. And we just race to the top. Right. Or whatever. But, you know, it's like a friendly, friendly battle. Yeah. It's like friendly competition. Yeah. But uh, the other one, which one of us is crazy? Uh, <laughs> that's actually a funny, a funny book I'm working on. Well, it's it's, it's a lot that comes with it that you'll learn. Like, um, put it to you this way: right. the gym, right? Right. You got two different types of guys in the gym. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Well, yeah, but see, you got. Well, I'm not saying universally like this is all that you see in the gym. Right. But, but for the most part, you have two archetypes. Exactly. Well, say like you got the the cock diesel guy that's lifting weights and everything the muscles and veins is bulging out of his arms and you know pecs and everything else right and he's doing it to impress women he's doing it for an image he's doing it for his confidence and to level up in his life and his weight and then you got this other guy here that's doing all these crazy calisthenics and backflips and push-ups and push-ups into a stand-up and all this other stuff right just doing everything super fast and just crazy looking Now, here's my thing. At the end of the day, the guy that's over here, Cock Diesel, lifting weights, is looking at that guy down there. It's like, why is he doing all that dumb stuff? I don't get it. Right. You know, he should be more focused on his looks, his appearance, and everything else instead of doing all these circus tricks, looking like a fool. 
Brent. And then the other guys over here, like, look at this dude, fake ass, incredible Hulk, you know, <laughs> all this stuff, and right. he's trying to impress chicks. I'm more focused about getting myself right because I have a channel that people follow because they want to do the same type of calisthenics as me. Right. Now, here's the thing. As crazy as it may sound, which one of us, which one of those people are crazy? That would be subjective. But you know what one word would explain that? Perception. Uh, There's no such thing as right or wrong, only good and bad. That's it. It's your perception. I can't tell you how many times I went to the gym and seen guys doing the wrong things. But and I've seen it too, yeah. especially at Planet Fitness. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> especially at Planet Fitness, but that's a that's a whole other podcast. That, that definitely is. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but it's like you know, a lot of those guys, some of them guys actually have great builds and physiques, you know. And I can explain why, but like you say, that's a whole other podcast. But I often tell some people, well, they doing something right. Just give them a quick version of it. Uh, okay, like some guys want to throw their back out trying to curl uh, 125 pounds. And that's one thing I've noticed is that their technique to mm -hmm. me, because I've been lifting weights for years. Mm -hmm. But guess what, though? You actually miss out on targeting the biceps a certain way by, for one, putting way too much weight on, and two... Your form. Yes. Form oh my God. Off. Technique is the most important thing in anything you do. But, you know, they they might look great because they play football. But just because you play football don't mean you lift weights, right? So you never know. Right. You practice. You do a bunch of up-downs, push-ups, squats, you know, pushing the, um, the pads and everything else. That builds up a lot of muscle and toning. Right. You know, so that's something that people, like, it's just, we may see that wrong thing, but that's our perception. So pretty much which one of us is crazy is pretty much helping people to get more of an in-depth look on what's going on in the in the world around you. Okay. You know, to help open up your minds so that you can open up yourself to possibilities of more things. So are you going to be the crazy person who jumps out and do everything or are you going to be the crazy person that sits around and do nothing? Which one of us is actually crazy? Once again, mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, mind blown. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I see you. I see you. Like I said, man, you've come a long way. Um. So, uh, my next question: How has it been now that you have more and more students now? Like, how is it when you have your classes? Because I go to your IG page, I check it out. I see you have clips here and there, mm -hmm. and I see. The thing I notice is not just what you're teaching them, but I'm looking at the different type of people that come to you, the people that you train and that you teach. How has that been going from personality to personality to where you are now oh, when man. you first started? I love it. I love it. Like, there's not one person in this world I can't teach. I don't care what anybody say. I'm the best at what I do. There's not one person I can't teach to kick anything. I've done everything from special needs to people in wheelchairs to people in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s. Like, the oldest person I ever trained was maybe about 84. Okay. Yeah, and they did a great job, too, and I was so lucky to have them, man. I love that. I love it because it's just another opportunity for me to show somebody else how great they can be. Right. And in exchange, I get that great feeling of saying, I did that. I did that. That was me. And um, 
uh, it's a, it's actually quite a beautiful thing because what I teach, um, I teach my own brand, my own method, my own form of combat. You know, uh, long story short, I have about three black belts and training in other forms of combat too. Actually, quite a few others, and what. What I gained from that was learning how to not switch from style to style and try to fight somebody with karate and then say, you know what, I'll probably do better using Taekwondo. I'll probably do better using Wing Chun, African style, whatever. Right. All these different things. But I told somebody once upon a time, why not have it all ready to flow together so that one exchange, you may see about three to four different styles. And just one exchange. I feel like you're a much more well-rounded fighter because you've ever boxed before. Yeah. Have you ever found yourself in a brief situation where you looked and said, I wish I had something for that? Because your face is right there. Yeah. So a couple times. Yeah. But that's because you lack of knowledge. Every form of martial art, even mine, what I teach and everything else, right. there is a small lack because there are some things and it's just the human the human error right. that's the only thing we have to compete with is human error so with that you are with with that you're forced to have to learn more and practice more and develop more right so i have made myself a more rounded a more well-rounded martial artist by humbling myself to not just say I'm just going to do one style and I don't need to learn nothing else because my style is complete. I can do this and I can do that or whatever. No. I want to take the time to learn what other people have to say about combat because everyone else's form of combat has saved and helped someone's life. Right. In some way, shape, or form. So why should I take one thing and negate the other? That's like eating spinach only and not kale. That don't make saying? no sense. Yeah. yeah. That don't make no sense. So it's just they all have something different to offer. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, I found myself to <laughs> I've actually thought that I would be dealing with way more conflict and presenting this to people, but coming to them and saying, I want to learn what you teach too, you know, it actually makes it a lot easier for people to accept like huh i want to know what you teach too right you know so i love sitting down talking with other martial artists other teachers and seeing what they have and what they teach so that i can include it too and i hope that they would do the same you right know, i don't get better if you don't so. and that's something that we have to keep up on and that's what we got to stay on as far as that self-improvement mm -hmm. and like I say, I've been watching your videos on your channel for a minute and I see more and I see more and more people and I see a lot of different people. I've met one of your students. No, I met uh, I've met a couple of your students. Mm -hmm. The one in particular that I remember is the uh, older lady. She had grandkids, but she was in good shape. Mm -hmm. And I realized that was because of stuff that you was teaching and helping her with as far as helping her maintain uh, physicality throughout the week and then you helping her on her diet and, and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So what I've noticed is that it 
it's not just a certain type of person that comes to you to be taught. And you have this reach to where you can speak to anybody. Mm -hmm. And now I can see from the people that you're teaching is that it's growing and it's very diverse. Yes. Yes. And um, I want, I hope to keep it that way, actually, because, you know, there is a lot of people that I want to sit down and train, but I, you know, it's a gift and a blessing to be able to teach so many different walks of life, you know, and it's a very proud feeling to have people that I can say, that can sit back and say, hey, you know, this guy, he taught me something and it really helped me in my development, you know, uh, this guy, you know, there are some people that I had self-defense classes and had trained and, you know, shortly after they was put in, they was placed in an altercation that actually saved not just their lives, but the lives of others. Right. You know, that's a very proud moment for me to say, Hey, my method and my, uh, my brand, it works. Yeah, it works. And that's the one thing that a lot of we can get to that in, in, a, in a little bit because okay. there was a guy I've seen on YouTube and he exposes people that have fake practices. Mm. And that's one of the things that I wanted to say is that we have people that are out here teaching some nonsense. And then we got people like you that teach stuff that actually works, that is viable in an altercation if you absolutely need to do it. I do my best, too. And that's something that I'm proud of for, like, like I say, from watching how you started to where you are now. And to know that what you teach is viable self-defense. Mm -hmm. It's not just something that's going to get somebody hurt. It's not going to get somebody killed. Because we're in that era now where people are watching uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix and thinking that that's what's real. <laughs> and it's not what's real. It's actually a great show, though. I actually, I love it. No, I, no, I mean, I checked you know, it out, too. But, yeah. I mean, like. But I definitely understand where you're coming from. But being a kid when we watched it, we thought that was real. Mm -hmm. But now being adults, that might not work for everybody in certain situations. But I will say, though, in Cobra Kai. I know you got to go in a few, but I'm not trying to hold you. But I do, I will say in Cobra Kai, you know, that um, there were certain things, and I, I can't really touch on it, touch on it, right. but there were a couple things that actually had me thinking, like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. Huh, that's, that's really applicable. You know, you can actually use that. You know, I'm not saying, like, they didn't teach no techniques or anything like that. They didn't teach sidekicks, roundhouse, spin heels. It just one day everybody could magically fight. You know, right. still got white belts. Right. You know, but uh, the thing is, though, it's like, you know, a lot of the lessons that they learn is, you know, right now they went from, how do I say, they went from in part three learning like martial arts on a Miyagi-Do was for defense, but he wound up having to learn the other side of it, which was learning how to kill. Right. But see, one thing a lot of people don't realize is that sometimes, God forbid, but being forced to have to end a life in order to protect others' lives, that is also a form of compassion. Yeah, because you have, I mean, if you can stop one from killing ten, what are you going to do? You have to stop that one. Exactly. And some people won't stop until they are dead. So... That's an unfortunate truth, and hopefully that's something that we ain't got to deal with. But to oh, be in that type of situation, me coming from where I've come from and the type of employment, like I said, I've had and being in the military and whatnot, it's a different type of mindset. It's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you can kind of work on people to give them that pers perspective to where they can balance it out between what's necessary to just... Mm -hmm. 
stop somebody as opposed to what's necessary from doing more than that, you know? Yes. That 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 takes a lot of I mean, there's a lot of empathy in, involved with that to where you have to get in somebody's mind and somebody that's normally not on some rah-rah type stuff. Yes. And they're just trying to protect themselves and defend themselves. It takes a lot of empathy to impart that type of knowledge mm-hmm. on, on, on somebody. So, like I say, once again, I commend you for that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Now, next question. Um, yo, you still got time or? Yeah. Two minutes. All right, cool. All right. So, um, can you give us a final thought then? Oof. Uh, what would you like? Okay, really quick. <laughs> because it's me and you talking right now. Okay. Do they really need to do a remake out of 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 the uh, Last Dragon? Because I want to see one, <laughs> and I want Maurice Crump to have some part in that. Maurice Crump oh, is my dude. Man, I want him dude, to have some part in that. He I really deserves do. so much more than what he gets right now. And that guy, he—I mean, uh, don't get me wrong—he gets great opportunities, but I can't wait to see that guy actually blow up. He hasn't had the spotlight just mm, for him yet, but he's nah, been working on yet. it. But yeah, he he has he has he definitely deserves it. Maurice Crump, if you hear this, bro, we love you. Shout, we gonna <laughs> hey, shout you out. That is an awesome martial artist. Yo, and I you, hope he you do it, man. You do it, man. You are. But um, as far as for um, as far as for the Last Dragon, you know, I wanted to do that for so long, but somebody told me something, and I gotta I gotta agree with what one man said. He said um, some things are better left alone. So, uh, nah, I, we need a remake of that, bro. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I do want to see it, but also too, by the same token, it's like I can't. I mean, some things are best left alone because even if you did do another Last Dragon, it wouldn't be nothing like how the old one was. You couldn't even do it like how the old it one needs was. To so much be would be changed, redone for a new generation. That's just in my opinion. But I would say make it, but don't call it Last Dragon. Because you might tarnish like how a bunch of other old school movies are. Like they did Action Jackson. You could probably do Action Jackson again. That would be dope. That would be cool, but ain't nobody asking for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I am. But <laughs> <laughs> I oh would ask God. for uh, three down, no, one down, two to go, a.k.a. three uh, three the hard way. Oh, my God. That yes. was Jim Kelly, what? Fred Williamson, man. and... I. Uh, oh man! I can't remember the third dude, man. But I remember Jim Kelly. About Jim, Car- Jim Kelly, Jim Brown, and Fred Williamson. Jim Brown and Fred yep. Williamson. Gonna they set need- me up. <laughs> I would love to see a remake of that with Michael Jai. Oh yeah, he could. Definitely. Maurice Crump. Uh huh. And I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna give me some flack, but I would say Avion Crockett. Avion, mm. Crockett could learn between them two. They could teach him enough to where he would be viable for the movie. I'll ponder on that a little make bit. Make it make make it comedic and not so much black black exploitation. No, 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 no. But I will say this though: do it, redo it, but do it in today's time. Yeah, that's what not I'm like the seventies looking. All that, that needs yeah. a remake. Now, see, that's yeah. what I'm saying. See, certain and, things yeah. need remakes. No, let's. I, I would love to see more black heroes on the main screen. Mainstream, you know. You know, I mean, well, we got Black Panther. Yeah, we still... I mean, we lost Black Panther, but we still got Wesley Snipes. Oh, man. I we know. still got Michael that B. Jordan. That guy was my hero, though. Yeah, man. we lost Chadwick. Chadwick yeah, we lost hero. Chadwick. We lost a good one. And oh, yeah. him and Maurice Crump 
Maurice had it up on his IG. He actually trained him for the movie. I saw that. I've seen a couple I of those videos, that. man. And like, you can kind of tell. And I think uh, Chadwick had a background in capoeira beforehand. I could be wrong. It looked to me like it was kind of natural. It didn't look like... Because like you can tell when some some years, yeah, yeah, like you can tell yeah. if somebody is just learning just for a particular movie, yeah, versus somebody that actually knows what they're doing. Yep, you can tell because it, it doesn't look stiff. Yes, if that makes any sense. All right, so really quick before you go, sir, um, if you would like to give out your social media, yes, um, you and can, information for them to contact you about coming to the dojo. Yes, my IG is I am formless, um, and also my uh, Facebook is Percy I am formless Elliot. Um, feel free to you know send me a friend request or anything like that. Any questions? Anybody in the area that want to take my classes? Feel free. We have the uh, Golden Gloves kickboxing circuit class. It's pretty much all the benefits of a kickboxing of a kickboxer in training. You just don't get to fight each other. <laughs> um, you're not doing that. This is more like for weight loss and development of muscle tone and the mind as well. Um, Self defense. I teach it for both uh, for all women, men, and children. Uh, also hold seminars, so I will be showing out flyers real soon on my IG and on my Facebook. Um, and also too, I do a uh, personal training as well. Most of my training is martial arts based. Okay. You're not going to yell out Kia or have a black belt or anything like that, but you will learn how to breathe the right way. Um, <laughs> so just feel free to, uh, contact us and hit us up whenever you want to get your training started. Uh, we get you some great results, mind, body, and spiritually. All right, and that was Percy Elliott. My name's Marco Kane, and really quick, I'm going to have him back on whenever we get a minute because he also does a few other things. I want to get into the holistic aspect because I know he he's 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 really health conscious. Oh, yeah. All right, so the, you guys know where to find us at, Marco Kane, Kane Collective, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts from. Yo, check out TM, the Trash Mechanic. Check out the homie up top in Brooklyn, Harshly Critic. Y'all be safe. Take care out there. Peace. Peace.